Hi. <laughs> For those who don't know me, my name is Joraima Lopez. I have two children, Denialise and Israel Andino. I was born in Puerto Rico. I grew up in a home with my mom and three siblings. My father, sorry, my father was absent most of my childhood as he had a big addiction with drugs. Once he got his life in order, once he got his life in order, he would take me to a Pentecostal church as a child. I also attended a Catholic church with my mother. My understanding of a church was confusing to me because on one side, catching the Holy Ghost was the only way to receive the Spirit. However, John 14, 16 and 17 says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees you, sees him or knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. This verse to me clarified that the Holy Spirit dwells in me and is not something that could be caught. And on the Catholic side, I was baptized and did my first communion, but did not have a full understanding of the gospel and my sinful nature. My mom lived 11 years with my stepdad, who eventually became like a real dad, because of a few bad choices in his life, I felt anger towards him. Realizing his mistakes, he started, he started reading the Bible and trying to accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. I thought there's no way people like him can actually read the Bible and change their ways, which left this burden in my heart. His life, his life was taken away a, a week or two later. I was in a dark place, so my aunt told my mom to sign me up for a weekend retreat with the church she attended. I remember they brought all the teens together to pray for them by the laying on of the hands. After noticing everyone falling, it was my turn, but I did not fall like everyone else. It felt like they received God and God rejected me. After everything that happened to me, this left me with hatred towards God. At this point, I didn't know God, and I didn't want to know him. I then moved from Puerto Rico to Connecticut. Drinking every weekend was part of my routine until I met Eduardo, and he temporarily named the pain. After seven years of living together and having two children, our relationship had lots of ups and downs. This only made me insecure, and suddenly all that anger came back. I felt like my life had no meaning. Our relationship was going down the drain. I hypocritically prayed to God to please change Eddie's ways. God answered my prayer, and Eddie started attending church. 
Some time went by and he started changing and desiring to know more about God. Even though I asked God to change him, I was still in this belief that a regeneration of the heart took place. Eddie would constantly tell me that his heart was grieving because of continual sin in our lives. He then sought for counseling where we met with Pastor Joey for talks about marriage. The verse that stuck out was 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? I didn't fully understand. I was a good mother. I obeyed the law. I helped others in need and occasionally attended church. I thought being a good person and good works is how a Christian identified themselves, but I was wrong. Romans 3, 10 to 12, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. I realized I was an unbeliever, and I needed to know more of who Christ was. But then Eddie announced he was moving out, which destroyed me emotionally and spiritually. I didn't understand why Eddie needed to leave to focus on himself spiritually. I cried out in the bathroom asking God to give me a reason why he left. Eddie showed me this verse on why he made his decision. First Thessalonians 4, 1, 2, 3. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. I then understood that our relationship was at immoral standards with God. This exposed me of my sinful nature, pushing me to focus on my own salvation. I would listen to sermons which then led me to searching the scripture. I came to acknowledge that Christ was God incarnate. First John four two. By this you came, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Also in Philippians two five to eight. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I question why would God die on the cross for me, a guilty sinner, deserving of death? Ephesians 2, 4-5, But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. This reminded me 
of the song Amazing Love because that's the only way you can explain the love he has for the believer. <clears throat> it all made sense. The only atonement for my sin was through faith in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2, 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. When I was a non-believer, I feel death because no one knows what happens after death. But I, what I did know was that death was promised to every man. God's promise to me as a believer facing the death sentence is to be right like Jesus Christ did on the third day. Acts 17, 30-31 The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which... He will judge the world in righteousness by man who he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. I started attending Newtown Church again, this time not for Eddie, but for God. I then met Marita at church and we agreed to meet once a week at my house. She started explaining to me about the depraved and corrupted state of man's mind and that the only remedy for this darkness is the new birth. We are spiritually eternally dead, but we can be spiritually eternally alive by faith in Jesus Christ. All these years I've let my pain be the excuse to be mad at God and push him away instead of relying on him. I thought so little of the idea of God, but the Bible taught me how patient he was with me. My perception of God was a false God, but thanks to faithful teaching in Newtown Bible Church and Pastor John MacArthur, I came to understand the true gospel of Jesus Christ. After witnessing the baptism and hearing all the testimonies in Newtown, my desire to know God increased. I needed that intimacy and desire to have Jesus in my life. I now know and trust that God's plans are greater than my plans. There was no need to worry. Proverbs 3, 3-5 Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I still struggle with anxiety, but through Christ I reevaluate myself constantly. I noticed my desires were changing. I love attending church, listening to worship music, praying, and reading the Bible. Even though I was baptized as a child, I am here today to get baptized as it is commanded by God in the New Testament. All these years, I had no desires to get baptized because I did not know God. After learning all that Jesus did for me, I owe all to him, my Lord, my Savior. I'm giving my old self up so that I can partake in his life. Luke 9:23-26, and he said to all, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever will save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or fates himself?" For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. 
My hopes are that my children will look up to me the same way I look up to Christ, that I will be a walking testimony that expresses Christ-likeness. I'm sometimes shy, but I long for fellowship as it is commanded by God as a believer. Although I'm a young believer in the faith and I still need more spiritual growth after attending Newtown Bible Church, I now know I have brothers and sisters here that will help me grow. Amen. It's been a real joy, of course, uh, always to see God's work in the life, but to see Jeremiah come as she shared in her testimony, um, resenting what God was calling uh, her to and Eddie to, which is to um, separate the life they were living. Uh, she, at first, you know, the concern was that it would be to restore the marriage, but it became very clear, as she shared, that it became more about her own seeking God and realizing her need of God's grace in Christ. And, and that's what's evident in her life and her new changed desires and hopes. And it's for that reason that it's a joy to baptize her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 